Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the On Life Podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Hello, welcome to On Life with Helen. I'm Helen Ornelas, and this podcast is going to be on a personal topic. My mom passed away May 31st, and so had a couple of weeks to kind of think about things and reminisce and, and all the things that happen when, when a parent passes away. But there's a story in here that I'd like to share with you. As you know, I like to share about long-term care, life insurance, getting older, business owners, just people in the world. And so I think there might be a few nuggets in here for people. And for me, it might just be a way to kind of process the loss of my mom. So my mom had a long and exciting, adventurous life. She lived to be 81 and a half. And uh, so what I want to share with you today is probably more about the last 10 years of her life and and how that went, how our family participated and how we prepared for some of these things that come along. So what I want to start off with is my sisters and I knew that my mom would never have a lot of assets at the end of her life. So we did plan for that. And I may have mentioned in prior episodes that I purchased a long-term care policy for my mom and also a life insurance policy, meaning that uh, I got that for her, paid for it. And because I knew that the these events were going to come our way, my sisters and I, in one way or another. So I decided to get ahead of it. The long-term care policy turned out to be a really good investment. Uh, purchased it. And I think about three years in, my mom went into care. She was into care for 10 to 12 years. So it was uh, it was a very long time. The policy paid all the way up until I think just this last year. And then we had to get my mom onto Medi-Cal, which I think is going to be the episode that's right before this one with Mike McCabe. And, and that's a really good episode to help you and your family navigate the financial part of having to get somebody but qualified or get them into care. So my sister, Suzanne, took up the most of the brunt of the day-to-day care for my mom. And I worked mostly on the financial and the emotional support side of things. And uh, that worked well. My sister has had a, an amazing relationship with my mom. Not only were they mother-daughter, but they were really, really close, good friends. And so 
even though it was taxing on my sister, she did it out of love and and enjoyed being with my mom all the way up to the very last minute. So as you know, even when you have long-term care, caring for someone or just being aware of their care can still be a full-time job. I can't share with you how many conversations we had about their care in the long-term care facility because uh, her husband was in there eventually as well. Between food and care, getting nails clipped, getting out of bed, making sure that uh, the grooming is taken care of. It's almost like it is. It's like taking care of a child and making sure that the basics are covered. And so that was uh, a lot of work for my sister. And I'm very grateful that she stepped up to the plate and did it out of love. And um, so always grateful for her. About two and a half years ago, maybe two years ago, my mom had her third fall in the dining hall at the long-term care facility. She was determined to not use her walker, and it ended up being a really, really bad decision at that particular time. So when she fell, she broke her hip, her femur, and her pelvis, which means she they took her over to St. Joseph's there in, in Burbank, which is an amazing hospital. Uh, you may hear about that hospital from time to time. A lot of people in Hollywood that live in that area end up in that particular hospital. And so she obviously had to go into surgery. And then while she was in surgery, she coded out three times and she survived. It was amazing. I was just amazed that she got through all of that. So she went into recovery, physical therapy. She did have some memory loss and really did not remember my sisters and I, Suzanne and Barbie and myself. And it was really difficult for my sister, Suzanne, but she just kept with her and just kept reminding her who she was and, you know, all the things that you do when you try and help a a person regain their memory. So she ended up getting all the way back within a year to walking with a walker, believe it or not, uh, her memory still impaired. And then she became one of the most difficult patients in her care facility because she could get up and move. (laughs) So they don't tie you down to a bed these days. And so she probably needed the most watching because she would get up and move around and kind of take off. So I can only imagine the stress that was created because she was so mobile within that uh, 24-hour care facility. What was really interesting was there was a time where all three of us went down to see my mom maybe about seven months ago, eight or nine, I don't know, less than a year ago. And it was amazing to be there in front of your parent and they don't know who you are. I can't tell you what an empty feeling that was. I was stunned. And she was comfortable with not knowing who we were. She was just having a sandwich and happy to be outside. And, you know, my sister Suzanne said, hey, do you think we all three look alike? And my mom goes, you know, I was just sitting here thinking that you all look alike. And so it was just fascinating. And for those of you who have parents that are experiencing memory loss, I think you can relate to this feeling of having your parent gone in a sense, but having them be right in front of you. I hope a lot of you do not have to experience that. 
But here's a little bit of good news. About four months ago, my mom just woke up and started asking for everybody. And we thought that it was only going to last a day or so or a week. But we were blessed with her keeping her memory and knowing who we were. And so it was such a gift to have my mom back and know who we are and waving at her on, you know, FaceTime and talking with her briefly and uh, just kind of getting reconnected in that way. So it really kind of helped prepare for the next step, which we knew was coming soon, was with my with my mom passing. And so as we went through the last eight or nine months, my mom's health got more steadily even. And my sister started feeling like it was just groundhog day for my mom, you know, wake up, eat. They would put her in her chair. And if you've ever been into some of these homes, sometimes they just kind of park you somewhere. And my sister would bring my mom to her house to get her out of there for a while. But then my mom started getting uncomfortable with leaving the facility, but not wanting to be there at the same time, which again was, uh, you know, kind of heartbreaking. You're trying to make her comfortable, but then she just started getting paranoid anytime that she left the facility, but just didn't like being there. So it became very, very stressful. And, you know, my sister and I, we spoke about when it becomes my mom's time, that it is going to be her time and that her quality of life is changing because of her mental state and, you know, not being able to get around that well and them having to chase her down and, you know, all the the different things that, that were going on. And so the last time my sister had brought her to her house, literally within five minutes, my mom wanted to leave and go back. And so my sister sent me pictures. They looked like they had a nice time for the few moments they were together. And then about a couple of weeks ago, my sister got the phone call that at 1.30, my mom was not breathing. And so they rushed her to the hospital. And my sister called me and, and we talked because she kind of needed permission this time to let my mom go in peace, not to intubate her, not to resuscitate her. Those were her wishes. Those were her wishes in her health directive every time we updated it. And so I just asked my sister to honor it. And so we did. My sister was there. Within an hour and a half, my mom passed. And my sister was so grateful to be there with my mom and just talk to her. And uh, oh, I can hardly talk about it. <laughs> I was just happy that she was there. So once somebody passes away, there's a lot of work to be done. I'm grateful that we had life insurance because we've been able to take care of all of the necessities that come with. My mom wanted to be buried. It was really nice that she had purchased a crypt in uh, Rose Hills, which for those of you that are from Los Angeles, you know where that's at. So we were able to use that life insurance to, you know, pay for the memorial that's coming up here in July, just all the stuff that needs to be done. And we did not have that extra stress of people having to write checks and come up with funds to take care of things. Uh, again, another thing that I paid for, because 
I just knew that at some point in time, we were going to have this thing to deal with. And so even though you're prepared for an aged parent to pass away, it's still very, very emotional. It becomes emotional in your quiet times, but also in speaking with relatives and friends. My mom's generation had a very large sibling cousins in the whole deal. So there's still several cousins that are out there to contact our own immediate family and all the stories. And so you just keep, I guess it's part of the mourning process to keep talking and processing the good times, the fun times, some of the bad times. And uh, you get surprised at, at how prepared you can be, but in a lot of ways, how prepared you're not. And so one of the things that I wanted to share with you, uh, and this is just going to be a very brief podcast today because uh, I just wanted to share that when you can prepare as much as you can, a lot of things fall into places that purchasing and helping your parents with long-term care, life insurance really allows a lot of space for people to grieve and be mindful of what's good for them. And so I just encourage you as these things come your way in your family, that you think about the different ways that all of this preparation can help your family mourn in peace and without stress. So again, this is just a very, very short podcast. I just wanted to share this with you. I'm not really good at being vulnerable, but I just felt the need to to get this message out there. You know, as we go through the mourning process, I just think this is a really good message. So I'm going to end it with this. If you have any questions or want any advice that I'd be willing to share with you, email me, call me, contact me any way you want. And I hope that this brings some good information to you as always. So thanks for listening and we'll be back soon. All right. Take good care. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, Helen at OrnellasInsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond.